This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. What's going to happen tonight? What's going to happen? We're going to whoop their Have you gotten Rommel yet? Sup, y'all. Welcome on into the Go Vols 24-7 podcast. West Rucker coming to you from Fort Rucker Studio. And as you can tell by the truncated version of this intro, we got a breaking news edition of the Go Vols 24-7 podcast. Let's go across town to Ryan Callahan. And if we're going to Ryan, I think y'all know what this means, but we'll go ahead anyway, and we'll let Ryan tell us why we're having another breaking news edition of this podcast. Well, uh, Tennessee with uh, another addition to its 2023 recruiting class, uh, and it's another in-state player, wide receiver Nate Spillman from Lipscomb Academy in Nashville, committing to Tennessee, uh, visiting uh, for, for Tennessee's junior day, and uh, and after Tennessee had, had kind of recently turned up the heat on him over the past uh, past month or two, uh, decided to, uh, to go ahead and commit to the Vols. So, uh, so a nice in-state addition for Tennessee here. Uh, getting another uh, another receiver who's had a, had a Tennessee offer for a long time. He got offered by uh, t- former Tennessee uh, coach Jeremy Pruitt's staff back in January 2020. Uh, so a longtime Tennessee target uh, who has uh, I think continued to improve as a, as a player and uh, you know has, has been uh, you know kind of rising on Tennessee's board over the past several weeks and uh, a, a nice pickup for a, for a couple different reasons that we'll discuss throughout this podcast, but. Uh, Tennessee getting another in-state commitment. They got an offensive lineman Aiden Bustle back in late January, and now kind of keeping things rolling with uh, with wide receiver Nate Spillman. Yeah, just to get the deets out here on him, he's a six foot one, one hundred and eighty pound wide receiver, uh, three star player. He, he's actually originally from uh, Sierra Leone, there the West African nation there on the coast, uh, but he immigrated to the United States and he's now in Nashville. He is matriculated to the mid-state of Tennessee, and now he's going to stay in-state, to, apparently, to play his college football for the Tennessee Volunteers. Ryan, this is uh, what the first thing that I always ask you when we do these podcasts is because because I can watch film like anyone else can watch film. You, you do this a lot more often. You're, you're you know, inundated in this world, kind of living and breathing this world every day. Tell me, tell us all what kind of what kind of player this is. Yeah, you know, I, first of all, a guy that's been on Tennessee's radar for, you know, as, as I mentioned before, with two different staffs now for a long time. So we've gotten to see him kind of grow up and develop a little bit. Uh, and, you know, he, he was he was just a little freshman, I think, back when uh, back when he got his his Tennessee offer from the former staff. So you didn't know at the time how he was going to develop uh, as a sophomore was not a not, not a hugely productive player at Lipscomb. Uh, but this past this past year took a took a step on, on a state championship team there at Lipscomb that, that put up some big numbers uh, with, with quarterback Luther Richardson and uh, and had some had some good players around him. And I thought, you know, I saw I got to see him play in person a couple times last year, and 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 really thought he took a step forward. He's you know good size, as you said, around six foot, one eighty plus. He's somewhere in, in that range now, and, uh, and and improved speed. I thought over the past year, uh, and he's a guy Tennessee saw in person last year at one of its camps in June. He was actually on campus twice back in June, 
came back uh, in October for the Vols game against South Carolina. Uh, so a guy that this staff has gotten to know pretty well over the past several months. And, uh, and, and again, you know, it didn't look like at first he was going to be maybe a priority for Tennessee, or, or at least that was going to be an open discussion of, of how they, they were going to approach his recruitment. But I think around, you know, national signing day, maybe a little bit before then, uh, Tennessee kind of decided, you know, hey, they, they, they reassessed things a little bit and decided to, to really make more of a push for him and, uh, and, and decided to go that route. And, you know, not, not a ton of offers. So Tennessee, I think once it became clear, Tennessee wanted him. I think that, that sort of made, made them the obvious choice. And, uh, you know, you mentioned that he moved over uh, to, to the United States uh, less than 10 years ago along with his brother, Edwin Spillman, uh, a class of 2024 linebacker who also has an offer from Tennessee. So this certainly would seem to position Tennessee pretty well with, with uh, Edwin Spillman to, to, to land him, although he's still a little earlier in his recruitment. And they were both uh, on campus Saturday for Tennessee's junior days. So, uh, so yeah, again, nice pickup for a couple of reasons. A developing receiver, I would say, still a, still a work in progress, but a, a, I would say a great program kid. This will be a nice pickup. Uh, this this staff really values culture. I think you're gonna you're gonna see Nate Spillman really add to that. I think he's gonna be a contributor in some form or fashion on the field. We'll see. That, does he end up being a, a, a big time receiver? I think there's some there's some upside to his game that we still haven't seen. I think he started to grow into that this past year. Uh, but I think this is the guy who contributes in some form or fashion on the field and, and definitely gives you a, a a nice a nice contribution to to your team culture. A hard worker, a valued leader at Lipscomb. And, and someone who's really going to fit in well with the, with the rest of the locker room. Yeah, and it looks like physically there there's some room to keep developing there too. You can kind of look at pictures from him, you know, maybe from his freshman year there at Lipscomb and then look at his sophomore year and junior year. You can see him kind of starting to grow into his frame a little bit. Um, but with his size there, he looks like he's still a guy who who could put on some more size and, and could, could maybe – kind of change his body composition and what kind of player he is. And you can also do that stuff and get faster when you're in, in an SEC strength and conditioning program. So uh, if two Tennessee staffs have offered this kid uh, and have kept that offer and now want to take his commitment, I think that says more uh, than a lot of other things could say about it. So I don't know if we'll we'll have to get too much into that because uh, Tennessee staff wants him. Well, in, in terms of you know being an in-state kid, Ryan, I know that – We've belabored this point on so many podcasts, on you know, for for a couple years now. There were reasons why Tennessee had trouble getting momentum going in state in, in the last class, right? There were all kinds of reasons: NCAA stuff, coaching changes, NCAA, you know, investigations, new staff coming in, all these different things going on. This is another commitment in state for Tennessee early on, relatively early on in this this uh, upcoming cycle. It, has Tennessee been able to put in some groundwork for a for a you know, every state's gonna every year is gonna be a little bit different in state, but but has Tennessee sort of been able to get its hooks into some of these kids a little bit earlier now to at least have a chance? No, no question. Uh, you know, I just mentioned the three visits uh, that that Nate Spillman took to Tennessee last year, along with his brother uh, Ed, Edwin Spillman, and and that's just kind of an example of what they've been able to do in state since since last June, uh, when things opened back up after that extended dead period that lasted more than a year. Um, you know, the staff was hired during the middle of that dead period, couldn't get anybody on campus for, for four plus months. Uh, and then once things opened up, they, they got off to a much better start in, in particular with the 2023 class, they were kind of playing catch up with the 2022 class. Hadn't gotten a lot of guys on campus, but in some cases before they committed to other schools, um, they weren't able to get on campus at Tennessee. So with the 2023 class, Tennessee made a concerted effort to sort of get out in front of that class, knowing they were that they were behind on the 2022 class. They got those guys on campus last last summer in a lot of cases. 
got them back for games in the fall in most cases and and just have done a good job with that group from the start and and you know this goes back to this one in particular kind of goes back to if you remember Trent Dilfer spoke uh, and Trent Dilfer of course the former NFL quarterback is now the the, the head coach at Lipscomb Academy uh, and and has done a really nice job building that program into a into kind of a uh, Division II AA powerhouse in Tennessee pretty quickly. And he spoke at the Knoxville Quarterback Club back in the fall uh, one, one week. And when he was there, he, uh, he spoke really highly of the job that Josh Heupel's staff had done within state recruiting and, and his, his school in particular. And Alex Golish, the offensive coordinator, recruits that, that area and that school. So he had been by the school multiple times already at that point. And to, to, to be able to to, to put in the groundwork there and have it kind of pay off, you know, Dilfer mentioned that Tennessee was after a handful of kids at Lipscomb and, and, you know, we've, we've already seen them in the mix for some, some other guys at that, uh, at that school, including a, a class of 2025 prospect, Chauncey Gooden, uh, who, who just visited Tennessee for the second time. So they, they've got, uh, they've got multiple players that Tennessee wanted. Nate Spillman was one of them, but Trent Dilfer was very complimentary of how Josh Heupel's staff has, has done in recruiting his school in particular and recruiting the state in general. And, I think this is kind of further evidence of that. And, hey, two commitments. That's all Tennessee got in the 2022 class as a whole in what was a really loaded kind of generational class. Now already two commitments in the 2023 class, and we're we're still not even in the the spring yet. So nice nice way to turn that around and uh, kind of improve on what they were able to do in state last year. And I think we're going to see Tennessee add potentially several more in state uh, by the time they're done in the 2023 class. Yeah, you're never going to get everybody you want in state because college kids always have and always will want to go away sometimes. I mean, that's just kind of how kids are. That's understandable. You know, we all think about doing things like that. Uh, at times when we're young. So that's going to happen. But I think Tennessee, uh, you know, ha- having more of these these days where you're watching the Super Bowl and you're seeing, you know, uh, a Tennessee native for, for the Bengals at wide receiver uh, going one-on-one against a, a cornerback who's also a great, great professional player. Uh, and, and they're both Tennessee natives and neither went to Tennessee for college. So, I mean, Tennessee's trying to uh, avoid these sorts of things in the future and you know you build more inroads in state you you get more hooks into these kids and you never know uh, you have a better chance to, to get some of those things turned around and, and do what Tennessee normally does in state which is you know do pretty darn well historically that's just sort of what the Vols have done lots more to discuss uh, about this young man about this commitment Nate Spillman uh, the wide receiver that Tennessee has just added to its recruiting class we're going to talk a little bit more uh, about sort of what his improvement is and what we've seen from him as a player and by we I mean Ryan has has seen from him in terms of his improvement. We're going to talk about his brother uh, and sort of how much does does this matter for the his brother Edwin's commitment. And then we'll talk about some some numbers for receivers in this class and what Tennessee wants to do there. Uh, you know Josh Heupel and Alex Golish and those guys, you know they love their receivers. So uh, they want to get as many as they can into this class as they do every class because they love them some wideouts. we got all that to discuss, but before we do that, going to step away, pay some bills, listen to products, services, in-house ads, etc. And we'll be right back here on the Go Vols. 24-7 podcast. Hashtag ad. Money! eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, 
turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Introducing the two-way V4, where groundbreaking fuel cell technology meets fresh foam cushioning for the ultimate performance. With fuel cell, each step feels explosive, delivering unparalleled energy return. Paired with fresh foam, experience maximum comfort throughout the game. Its lightweight textile upper offers support and breathability without sacrificing agility. Whether you're hitting the clutch shot or locking down the opposition, the two-way V4 gives you the tools to play at a high level. Learn more and purchase the two-way for yourself at newbalance.com. Welcome back to the Go Balls 24-7 podcast, brought to you by whatever products, services, and in-house ads you just heard a moment ago during that commercial break. Wes Rucker coming to you from Fort Rucker Studio. Ryan Callahan coming to you from across town there at his home daycare center, although mine's kind of a home daycare center now these days. Just how it goes. Got lots more to discuss about Tennessee's new addition to its football recruiting class, Nate Spillman, a wide receiver from Lipscomb Academy in Nashville. Going to get into a lot more about him and this class in general. Going to touch on those topics before we get out of here. But before we do all that, just a quick reminder, guys, a, a quick suggestion, a quick uh, a quick uh, call to arms, if you will, a quick uh, – that's not the best way to say things nowadays in the world. Uh, but, but just a request from our end. If you could go in there, please, and take a minute out of your day right now, please go in there and rate and review and subscribe to this podcast. Uh, there is nothing that helps us more than that. If you're just listening on the website, there's nothing wrong with that. We love you. Uh, like Ron Swanson with alcohol, there's no wrong way to consume this podcast. But what helps us out the most is if you go on there and Apple Podcast, uh, Google Podcast, Spotify, iHeart, TuneIn, Stitcher, anywhere in the world you can cast a fine pod, you can find this very Go Vols 24-7 podcast. We do this for free, and we're happy to do it. The only thing we ask uh, is a collection of small things. Uh, please tell your friends. That always helps. Please rate, review, and subscribe, and we can keep adding wolves to this wolf pack as we've done consistently since we started years ago. Uh, and if you're already doing all that stuff, thank you. If not, go f- yourself. That's the motto. And I know Ryan doesn't love it, but that's okay. He's not the one holding the the, the, the board here, uh, pushing all the buttons. So when he pushes the buttons, he will get to make his own rules. Ryan, speaking of your own rules, uh, I'm sure you have rules when it comes to sort of evaluating prospects and kind of watching them as they, you know, sometimes you get to see them when they're, you know, freshmen and sophomores, and then how do they progress when they're upperclassmen. What sorts of improvements have you seen from Nate Smilman to, to make him think that, you know, he doesn't have a ton of offers, but Tennessee's staff really likes him, and, and what, what have you seen from him that makes you think they've seen some of these same things that he could be a, be a player in the Southeastern Conference? Yeah, no, no doubt. I, I, you know, again, Tennessee offered him back when he was just a freshman in high school. Uh, and at that time you didn't know for sure how much bigger he was going to get. You didn't know how, how much faster he was going to get. Uh, but I think he's improved in, in both those areas. As you said, a pretty good size frame, you know, six, six, one, one eighty plus, uh, somewhere in that vicinity and, uh, and, and long arms. So, so when he's needed to, to, to go up and get some balls in tight coverage, he's, he's got the arms to, to, to do that, to, to make that easier, even though he's not a six, four or six, five kind of guy. Um, so that, that helps with, in, in, in that area, he's always had the, a, a nice build build physically. And I think as he's continued to fill out, um, that's, that's become even more evident that he's got, you know, a, a, an SEC looking wide receiver uh, body. So, so no doubt he's, 
he, he kind of fits the description in that area. His speed is where I think he's made uh, the most noticeable improvements. When I saw him as freshman, maybe his sophomore year a little bit, I wasn't sure he was going to be fast enough to play, you know, big time power five football. Um, when I saw him this past year, you know, he, he wasn't a guy that put up a thousand yards receiving or anything, but he, he, he was much more capable of making plays down the field and, and became kind of a, kind of a big play uh, playmaker for, for that, uh, that Lipscomb offense that put up a ton of points uh, ended up with, uh, I think five touchdown catches last season. So had, had a, had a nice year. And I think you can see the potential for, for him to take another step going into his senior year. I think he is, he is still on an upward trajectory as a player and, and I won't be surprised at all if he ends up being maybe a more productive player at, on, on offense than people are expecting. And, and again, Tennessee needs, we'll, we'll touch on this too. They need numbers at wide receiver in the 2023 class that are still kind of filling out the depths at that position. They did add four in the 2022 class, but uh, you still have at least one there in Cameron Miller with some positional versatility. So, uh, so you get some depth there and, and to, to get a guy like, like Spillman, that's still, you know, I think is, is again, the arrows still kind of pointing up for him in terms of his development. I think that's a nice way to, to, to address that position, to continue to build the culture in that wide receiver room and, and to get a hardworking kid who's, who's going to do everything right. And, and, and again, uh, it's someone who I think is, is going to get better as he's continued to do over the past couple of years. And there's no question, Ryan, that, that adding him as a prospect has even more potential when you look at the fact that, that his brother coming up a year behind him is also a, a very good prospect, certainly a, a guy with bigger offers. And, and listen, if you talk about package deals historically, there's no guarantee that things are going to work out the way you want. There's also no guarantee that the guy that you wanted the most is the guy who ends up being the better player. I go back to Tennessee um, taking Denarius Moore basically just so Tennessee could have Lennon Career, and, and then it ends up that Denarius Moore is the vastly superior player, becomes a you know a several year player there in the NFL. So you never know how it's going to shake out in the end. But there's no question that in terms of pure offers, in terms of pure rankings, uh, what we expect is that his brother will be a bigger prospect. And there's no uh, that's no knock on the kid on on Nate that Edwin is also a really good football player. Does this help Tennessee with him? Are they close enough where this really is an issue? No, no question. I think this this helps quite a bit with uh, with Tennessee, and I'm sure that was at least you know part of the calculus for Tennessee on on how much of a priority to to make Nate Spillman. No doubt, Tennessee is going to have a better chance of of landing Edwin Spillman next year in the 2024 class, and and we'll see what this does to his recruitment. You know, does it does it speed up his timeline? Does it does he still sit back and and play things out to the end? Because this is a guy who's already got offers from. Georgia, Michigan, Ohio State, NC State, Indiana, Arizona, Arizona State, Boston College. You know, he's, he's got a bunch of Power Five offers already. Um, so, uh, you know, 10 offers in all as a sophomore in high school. And he's had he's had all of those for, for a little while now. So I think you'll see him probably get more this spring. But a, a faster linebacker in the probably 205-pound range now, a little over six feet tall. Um, so he's kind of more that modern build linebacker uh, can definitely cover a lot of ground. Really, really liked what I saw from him this past year. And, and as you said, definitely the more, the more coveted player between the two brothers uh, nationally, but, but Tennessee, and this is, this is the tricky part about recruiting players like that, you know, cause we've seen, you know, Keaton and Destin Wade in state uh, in the 2022 class, for instance, you know, sometimes it can get in the way what, what the, what the quote unquote uh, lighter recruited brother wants to do in that case Destin Wade not as not as highly ranked of a prospect he wanted to play quarterback and that ended up being a big factor in his recruitment you have to treat both brothers very similarly or it ends up being an issue at some point and Tennessee's done a good job of recruiting 
both of these guys, not making not making Nate feel like the 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 less wanted player or anything like that. And so that that's you, you have to do that. Tennessee's handled handled these guys the right way, built good relationships with both of them. And so, yeah, I think since they have done everything the right way so far, I think that is going to give them a much better chance of landing Edwin Spillman in the 2024 class. And that potentially is a big deal. He'll, he'll, I think he'll be one of the four or five best players, at least in the in the 2024 class in state. And uh, and this gives Tennessee certainly a, a leg up on landing him uh, sometime in the next year and a half. In terms of receiver numbers, Ron, I know that it's always so tricky because people want to ask you, about numbers all the time, right? As if that's some sort of set thing where a coaching staff goes into a season saying, we need five O-linemen, we need four receivers, two running backs, one quarterback, you know, two strong side defensive ends, one weak side defensive end. That's not how it goes. I mean, you have certain parameters that you want, but basically, as much as anything, you're you're, you're taking uh, the best prospects that you can find w- within reason. And, and so asking you, at this point in a class, how many receivers Tennessee wants is sort of a ridiculous question. But it's one that I'm going to ask you now, regardless, now that I've prefaced that and said I know I'm an idiot. But because I know a lot of people are going to ask this too, how many how many numbers vaguely do you think Tennessee is looking at at receiver in this class? Yeah, I think, well, and the other thing that makes it tough to project that too is the transfer portal these days. Uh, you know, we could think the number is this at a certain point now and two receivers on scholarship enter the transfer portal after spring practice. And suddenly that's all thrown against the wall. So that's, uh, that's the other tricky part. But uh, you know, as as I said before, with the 2022 class, you've got one player there in Cameron Miller, who is is definitely getting his first look at wide receiver, but has some positional versatility there uh, where the, the staff hasn't really a hundred percent figured out that he's going to be a receiver in the long run. Uh, I, I wouldn't say he's likely to move to another position, but that's a possibility. He could play in the secondary. He could play running back. Um, could be just kind of an all-purpose weapon on offense. But whatever the case, that that could factor into this too. But but as of right now, they had four receivers in the 2022 class. They're also still looking for transfer portal help um, going into the 2022 season. So do they get a guy that can come in and be sort of a plug-and-play uh, starter like Javante Payton was last year? Uh, at, at wide receiver, we know they're you know they've at least been interested in in, in Brew McCoy, the USC mm-hmm. uh, receiver in the transfer portal, and, and I'm sure others might might pop up there in the coming weeks. So so yeah, all that to say, I think a good working number right now is probably about four, um, potentially five. Uh, if things if someone does end up leaving at some point, because they are still building back the numbers there overall, but I think four is probably a good number to assume uh, that, that Tennessee is likely to end up signing in this class. Uh, and so they've, they've got some some other in-state options, uh, one of them being, I think, but the most prominent one to, to watch would be Justin Brown at, at Blackman High School in Murfreesboro, another guy who was at Tennessee's junior day on Saturday and, and that Tennessee is, uh, has been in good shape with for a little while, but uh, a lot of competition for him, 20 offers already and, uh, and, and several major programs among them. So, uh, so we'll, we'll see where things go there and, and which out-of-state players Tennessee ends up being in the best shape with. Obviously, they've had a coaching search to deal with recently at that position. The the, the wide receivers coach is going to have a, a big say, obviously, in, in how things go uh, with with that position going forward. But Tennessee still definitely needs at least three more receivers in this class. Nate Spillman gives them a nice building block there, but but obviously plenty of work to do to to address the needs of that position. Yeah, certainly a new wide receivers coach going to have all kinds of say in, in what they what they would like. So we'll see how all that meshes with Golish and and Heupel and all that, and we'll, we'll see how that all goes for Tennessee and how everything 
works out. But I think, Ryan, unless you've got anything else, I think for a breaking episode, I think we've about got this one wrapped up. You got anything else? I think that's a good place to leave it. But, uh, hey, Tennessee at four commitments. I know everybody always uh, always kind of asks, especially this time of year, when are things going to get started? We've seen other classes not start until this point. So for Tennessee already being at four commitments in the 2023 class, I think that as much as anything shows you kind of how how much farther ahead this staff is uh, in the 2023 class. So nice, nice start for Tennessee to get, uh, to get some early, early guys will be foundational pieces and, uh, and still plenty of work to do, obviously, but, but a, a better place than they normally are uh, numbers wise uh, at this early in the year. Yeah. Get some points on that board while you can get them as early as you can and get as many as you can. That's sort of, sort of how it goes, right? I appreciate your time, man. Thanks for joining us today. Absolutely. Thanks Wes. And let's see if I can hit this button where are you where did you go you are right there i found it hey you guys i found it i found it y'all thanks for joining us for this edition of the go balls 24 7 podcast you can find all of us on social media i'm west rucker 24 7 on twitter ryan callahan is ryan callahan 24 7 on twitter patrick brown is p brown 24 7 on twitter and grant ramey is grant ramey on twitter if you're just looking for tennessee news on that Twitter feed, nothing else. You can get that at twitter.com slash govals247. You can also go to facebook.com slash govals247, unless you're in Russia right now, I guess. But most people can go to facebook.com slash govals247, get all the Tennessee news they want there. But if you want that best, most delicious East Tennessee Smoky Mountain spring water directly from the tap, go get that at govals247.com, the best site on all of Al Gore's internets to get coverage of Tennessee football, football recruiting, basketball, basketball recruiting, Tennessee baseball. Lots of stuff going on with those guys these days. Lady Vols coverage with Maria Cornelius, the award-winning Maria Cornelius, who does an excellent job covering all things Lady Vols for us, basketball, softball, and everything in between. You get access to two forums that run around the clock, the checkerboard and the summit, where you can go 24 hours a day, seven days a week, and discuss anything you want that's not political or religious in nature uh, with uh, thousands of Tennessee fans pretty much across the world everywhere every time zone somebody's up somewhere and they're going to want to talk ball with you they'll, they'll, they'll talk life with you all of that I got tons of stuff people who have met couples who have met as, as members of this site there's all kinds of stuff going on there you can get all of that plus uh, access to the best database that you're going to find the best uh, network wide in terms of coverage of, of, of everything that you want to see all that after a seven day free trial is less than the price of one mediocre lunch per month. And if you pay us that ridiculously reasonable rate, you get access in perpetuity for free to Paramount Plus, the behemoth of a streaming platform that we've, we're building here at CBS Viacom. Uh, that's everything CBS has ever made commercial free. Uh, lots of exclusive shows uh, like Star Trek, uh, Picard, Evil, uh, Mayor of Kingstown, 1883, all that stuff. All that stuff is right there. You get access to live sports. So you got SEC stuff, fall stuff, obviously. March Madness coming up, NCAA tournament. Uh, you get uh, PGA Tour. You get uh, NFL. And, you know, all, all, NFL. You got the NFL there. You got World Cup qualifying, Champions League, UEFA uh, Europa League, Serie A, World Cup qualifiers. Guys, everything is on there. You get access to the vaults of, uh, of CBS, uh, Comedy Central, MTV, BET, Smithsonian, Nickelodeon, something for the entire family. All of that. All of that. And Hollywood movies. All that. That's a $100 plus annual value that we give you for free every single month, man. Several hundred dollars worth of stuff. 
for about 100 bucks a year. Can't beat that anywhere. Guys, you should hear from us in a couple days unless there's big breaking news before then. So until then, uh, let's just pray for peace in the world. Let's be good to each other. Have basic human empathy. Be decent to each other, which we never do anymore. Let's try to do that. And uh, again, these are tough times out there. Let's hope for some peace. Guys, see you. Be good. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.